Hello, welcome to Cadaver Lab, episode 26. I'm Mike. And I'm Sam. And uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. No, no different than any other time. Well, but I actually have something that uh, I was watching this week and it reminded me of you. Really? Yeah. Do you, do you want to just go right into it? Well, I have something I need to add, but go, you go ahead. Well, ladies first, oh, please. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm sitting here in, in Utah, hoping I don't get vagingivitis. Watching the Utah Jazz kick some serious ass, and I'm ho- I'm gonna go around and kick everybody in the balls. And <laughs> who the hell is Bill Mosley, anyways? <laughs> so with all that, now I think everybody should have like five, six drinks, and now they should enjoy the show. Yeah, a lot much. more than probably they yeah. would have otherwise, because <laughs> that drinking game is now on, and everybody's hammered. <laughs> all right. So. All right. Well, I'm just gonna pl- I, I got to play a clip. I'll throw in a clip here. Yeah, I actually found a clip that that you're gonna enjoy. And I, there's something that you just haven't been able to understand yet. And there's a lot of people out there that are hurting because you, it, you just don't get it. Are you serious? So I want you to listen to this, and, I, and I, want you to, I want to get your reaction. Okay. Oh, my God, Dad. What's on your face? It's a mustache, Meg. Oh, I think it's sexy. I think it's gay. It's not gay, Brian. If I'm gay, then Freddie Mercury was gay. Freddie Mercury, the lead singer of Queen? He was incredibly gay. He was not. He had a mustache, which is practically like a wedding ring. I imagine you're going to be much more of a stern father now that you have a mustache. Well, Chris, there may be more lap-sitting than there's been, and I might answer most of your questions with a story, but mostly my mustache tells people that there is a 90% chance that I am poorly educated, that I keep upscale porn magazines out in the open, and that I listen to the Little River Band with giant headphones. Let me just say, that is exactly my point. Listen there, the guys with mustaches have a lot to live up to. I mean, it is a lot of pressure. So, that is awesome. Yeah, there was there, that same episode of Family Guy, he says, with great mustache comes great responsibility. So there I, you go. I can see that. No, I appreciate that. I'm glad that, <laughs> glad that came up. See, there's proof that what I say is somewhat accurate. You know, we here at the Cadaver Lab are willing to learn. We're willing to open our minds and learn. That's right. And that's maybe that's just something, like, I don't know if I'm ready for the pressure to answer all questions with the story. I don't, have, I don't know if I have enough anecdotes flying around in my brain to be able to handle that pressure. I don't blame you, dude. So there you go. Nice. And that, that, that was for Apocalypse Dan, because he, he tends to think that uh, you are kind of a dildo if you don't have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> but any, not a dildo mustache. So what do we got this week? I got some news. I got some stuff yeah. that we need to talk about. Um, as far as the Imitate Sam poll is going, I put him up on the forums. I was going to write something awesome, and I was going to uh, you know, make it so that, that uh, it would be totally easy to listen to all of the entries and stuff like that, but I just flat ran out of time, so I ended up putting them on the forums. So everybody needs to sign up for the forums and go vote for that. Right now, Steven from JFMP is winning, although it's, it's not a runaway. Not yet. Oh, uh, have you heard of The Haunt? If you go no. to, uh, basically, and, and I've been meaning to mention this actually for a couple of weeks, uh, go up to horror-mall.com slash haunt, and they, they've got, uh, <clears throat> they've got um, kind of a MySpace for horror people. Now, on this, you'll see a bunch of writers, uh, uh, you know, indie filmmakers, stuff like that. A lot of people who sell their stuff on the Horror Mall, and, uh, you know, and there's a lot of podcasters up there. In fact, I was just talking 
to Madougal, and he was telling me that uh, he just created an entry for the Horror Podcasting Network, which you know we're a part of. Mm-hmm. But uh, so go on there. You can talk to all these people, all these talented people, and just uh, make sure that uh, I guess they just, it has to be horror related. So if you're a big horror fanboy, that's what I put as is what I am. Uh, as far as when I was putting together membership, go up there and uh, check it out. It's actually really cool. I need to spend more time up there because hmm. I'm thinking maybe we get some real uh, uh, interviews and stuff like that <laughs> from there. Yeah, we need to do some of that. Yeah. I've actually got a couple of offers uh, from people who know someone, you know, their cousin dated whoever. But, uh, we, j- yeah, we'll just have to make up some time and we'll have to start putting that together. Yeah. Actually give the folks a quality show instead of what we've been given. <laughs> Just a big long drinking game. Nice. Let's see. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of other stuff to talk about except for uh, we haven't talked about Keith Latch in a long time. His Cemetery Things is now available on Amazon.com. Um, I'll just post a link up there in the show notes. Other than that, I don't really have much to say up there. Say for this for this uh, week. You have anything, or no, do you want to get right no, into let's, feedback? Let's get into some feedback. All right, I've got two emails of note. We got. I mean. And I always say this, but we, we get a ton of emails, but um, we do appreciate them. You can you shoot those over to us. Uh, there's a couple here that uh, I think would start uh, a good conversation, or at least uh, may people may be interested in knowing about this stuff. The first one is from McPierce. He says, uh, hey guys, listening to show number 25 this morning, when you were talking about Helen and Candyman... To answer your question about what program would accept her paper, either sociology or history programs would take a paper like that. But like with all PhD programs, the paper would have had to cover new ground to be based in a new concept, interpretation, or understanding of the topic. Because I was like, what stupid ass. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, I wasn't really asking what program would. More like I was insulting the program that would. <laughs> well, and I've got my own <laughs> theories about that. Well, let, let's hear it. I think, and only because I've met some, mm-hmm. people that go to way too much school are scared of real life. Well, I'm scared of real life, and I'm out of school. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that they don't want to, you know, there's there's tends to be too much education as far as that type of stuff goes. Right. Like, I, I had a professor who was getting his Ph.D. and his dissertation was on tattoos and pornography. And it's like, dude, what, why are you even wasting your time? I'm going to go get and my PhD you, and whack it off. Yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> I, right. I basically, I, I probably get all the man hours in, you know. <laughs> but I was, like, I was like, are you kidding me? So you're, you are spending credit hours and you are going to do your dissertation on that stuff and then you're going to claim you're a PhD. Right. But anyway, I appreciate that, McPierce. I'm sorry to everyone out there who I just insulted. Me too. Uh, hey, listen, PhDs aren't bad. If you want to be a doctor of porn, there's something out there for you. <laughs> All right. Got one more email of note. Well, God, when I say that, I feel like uh, I'm insulting everyone else who sent us an email, and I, I don't mean to do that because, uh, we, like I keep saying, we appreciate it. I'm going to quit kissing ass and uh, backtracking <laughs> over what I said and just read the email. Uh, uh, this is from Aaron, and if you remember Aaron, he was he called in a while ago when we did our public domain Right. Thing. And uh, he actually has uh, – let me just read this. Is he, he says, the one that was thinking about doing his own podcast? Yeah, I don't know why started? he doesn't. Yeah. He should. Okay. In fact, uh, um, I was thinking about – well, let me read this and I'll tell you what I was thinking. Uh, I was listening to your vampire discussion and wanted to call and suggest that you check out Super Great Hammer Studios' Dracula films with Christopher Lee. 
The first few are the best. If you want to check them out, they go in this order. Horror of Dracula, Dracula, Prince of Darkness, Dracula has risen from the grave, Taste the Blood of Dracula, and Scars of Dracula. Now, I want to mention this because I love Hammer Horror. Now, I don't think they're the greatest movies ever, but I think some of them are really great. I don't mm-hmm. think, I mean, obviously they differ in quality from movie to movie. But, uh, Aaron, I wonder, are some of these, oh, uh, <coughs> almost said open source, uh, public domain? It would be cool if we could get like a, the public domain minute. You know, from yeah. him. Maybe shoot us some emails on the topics that we have. And uh, I don't know. That would be cool because I, I actually search for these. Aaron seems to know a lot more about it than I do. Right. And uh, so I think that uh, he should, he could. We would appreciate giving yeah. us a call. Let yep. us know. Anyways, uh, that's, all, that's all for emails. Want to get into voicemails? I think so. Nine, six. Nine, six. Nine six. Oh, hey, fellas. This is Steve from the Bone Bat Show. Uh, what's going on? I'm just calling in. I was driving home from work and uh, doing my Sam prescribed SL checks, my swinging link checks. And uh, I just wanted to call in with Cadaver Lab and say how excited I am to hear that you guys were covering Zombie 2 this week. Uh, I just picked up that film uh, within the last six months. And uh, just really enjoyed it. It quickly became one of my favorite zombie films. And, uh, you know, not just because of the zombie shark scene, which is awesome. Uh, One of the things that's so awesome about it is the fact that it's got zombie, it's got a shark, but he also, Lucio Fulci also sprinkles in breath to a couple of cherries to top off the whole magnificent Sunday. So... Props to Lucio Fulci, you magnificent Italian bastards. Anyway, uh, can't wait to hear the show. You guys keep up uh, the fantastic work, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Bye. <laughs> so, so why don't you explain that? Well, explain what? Well, you just explained to me why, <laughs> what he was doing there. <laughs> well, I was listening to the Bone Bat Show, and... They were really ticked off for some reason, and so I decided that I needed to help them out a little bit, and so I shared a little something that I do from time to time. Now, listen. <laughs> Look how Every, serious your face is. It's because this is serious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Listen, you have to make sure. I, I, I have been so scared when I watch TV because there are so many commercials that have to do with Viagra, Cialis. I start getting worried that maybe I've got a problem. <laughs> So I have to do a little check every once in a while just to make sure that there's not a problem. Well, now, when I say a check, you can do this very easily while you're just sitting around. And I do it like when I'm in a business meeting or something, I'm thinking about it. I'll sit there, and I'll make myself go from like 6 to 9. All right? I don't go all the way from 6 to midnight, but I go from like 6 to 9 because it's still under control. And I do that a few times. Now, the nice thing about it is when you do this and you're sitting in the meeting – you get like this boost of confidence as well because you're sitting next to these other guys and you can just kind of look over and nod your head and you'd be like, dude, I'm swollen right now. And that's good news for me because that means I'm a man. Dude. I don't know what the hell your problem is. I don't even know if you care, but I know that I don't need Cialis. I don't need Viagra because I can go from six to nine at the snap of a finger. Dude. Now, but the problem is if you go all the way to midnight in that meeting, you better hope you have a big fat trapper keeper or whatever the hell else you bring plus, because you're gonna have to walk out. Plus, with that over the when front. you when you go to midnight, that means you're in its sights, and I hate being in anything sights at any time. 
It's got like on Star Trek when, when people can tell yeah, when they're right. in someone else's sight. I can yeah. tell. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I'll say. About so, that. anyways, I pr- I'm glad he was going from six to nine and really keeping it right there. You know what? Let's. Uh, I know. I know that Sam has a problem with this, and apparently Steve does too. Shouldn't we be? You know, maybe a little bit more discreet about that. I mean, I know Sam's always leaving his bloody tampons everywhere. <laughs> You know, and he's not—he's not very. Uh, I told you I'm on pills for that. Oh, sorry. sorry. Maybe we should keep some of that under. Uh, I'm, Listen, I'm just saying. I feel like I should share secrets of success with our listeners because you know I just don't get it. Apparently, I just don't want. I, don't you wonder if there's a problem when you're seeing all those commercials about Viagra and Cialis? No, because I order all that stuff. I've got uh, a whole. No, I'm just. <laughs> did I tell you about when I tried uh, Viagra that one time? <laughs> No. <laughs> By the way, I'm cutting out the bloody tampon part. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I tried Viagra one time, uh-huh. and and I I took it without water, and it got stuck in my neck in my throat. Oh, I had a stiff neck for a week. <laughs> you're dumbass. Hi, this is Julie from 19 Nocturne Boulevard. I just started listening to your show after we all joined up on the Horror Podcasting Network. And um, I wanted to say, I'm actually on the show before the most recent one, so you may already have heard this, but um, the remake of Nostradamus starred Klaus Kinski, and it was very good, um, also in German. And, And actually, silent films were not watched silently. They really weren't. What What happened is the movie had no sound, but the theater had an organist. And the score was written by the director or, you know, by the music person for the movie. And the score was sent around with it so that the same, roughly the same music, every organist who played for a silent film house had their own style. And a lot of times they would do a lot of improvising. But the the music was roughly the same, even though it wasn't actually on the film. Um, so, so even a silent film wasn't really silent. Um, why am I saying this? I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> didn't want you to picture a bunch of people sitting in a theater staring at a screen with no sound because that would be something from, oh, God, I'm getting pictures of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Ugh. Anyway, um, keep up the good work. I've been enjoying the show. This is, like I said, the first time I've listened. I just couldn't resist Sam's first horror movie episode to start with. So um, I would do a Sam impersonation, but about as low as I go. Oh, it is a horror movie. You know, it is a horror movie tie-in um, from The Lost Boys, oddly enough, soundtrack. You know, I'm a lonely frog. I ain't got a home. <laughs> That's about as low as I go. Have a great day. Hey, I really appreciate that voicemail. That's very informative. But you know it reminds me? Do you know what's better than flowers on your piano? What? Tulips on your organ. <laughs> what what did we drink or something before we started this episode, I man? I don't know. Because right right now I'm gonna I have to cut out so much it's gonna be like a minute long. <laughs> you know what's gonna happen? I always say I'm gonna cut this up, but they get too lazy and, and just you li- mysteriously miss it during editing, <laughs> right? But I do beep out Sam's f words because I think it's so damn funny. <laughs> No, um, no. Thanks for the thanks for the voicemail, and I and I wanted to clear something up. Hopefully, you, you nobody thinks I'm too stupid, other than for the obvious reasons. But uh, no, I meant I I know I think I know why you called in and talked about the um, 
about how the the they it wasn't actually a silent theater because they had an organist and whatnot. I think what I did mention that uh, that during that movie, the two copies that I watched, I said that the director didn't know didn't really have some of the music in mind as it was playing. And I, I realize what you're saying, but I just didn't know if either of the two, I know that for sure typo negatives version of Nosferatu uh, was, you know, obviously came by many, many years afterward. And I, and I, I wasn't sure about the one that I got off of archive.org. So I'm just kind of assuming that that was thrown on after the, uh, the set, the sound of that. So I know I, I, yeah, I, I know that they didn't just sit there and, uh, you know how pissed off I would get if I was if I was in a movie. You know, right now I get pissed off if they're movie talkers. Just think if the film was silent, you could hear everything. I would think it'd be fun to go and be the narrator. <laughs> <laughs> no. I could be here. Do you want me? Here, let me try right now. <laughs> so there's this really shitty actors, and they're going down the road, and the head of. Um, the Statue of Liberty just flew down the street. And now there's a really ugly, shitty, stupid-ass monster that's flying down the road chasing people with these little things coming out of its ass. And this is the shittiest movie I've ever seen in my life. You know wow, what? this movie just got shittier, and I'm glad everybody's dead. And I don't even know what to say because this movie's shitty. You I know what? I think, I think when you go in for your audition for that, first of all, I completely love that. But uh, secondly... Uh, I think you have to put a little less of uh, commentary <laughs> of your own personal. Well, see, that would be the funnest part. That would be the, the best part. Uh, well, my problem is, is the whole time, like especially with Nosferatu, when it's all serious and dark, it'd be like, look, I'm standing up like I had a boner. <laughs> like a boner stands up. <laughs> <laughs> we are on something. Oh, you know what, though? On what? a serious note, on Nosferatu. You can't just say on a I'm serious. sorry. You can't I'm sorry. just change it. But I was, I was watching my daughters uh, with her. They were, watch, they were watching Dumbo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, there was a part where the mouse sneaks up on the, the circus person. Okay. And there's a shadow against the wall. And it looks just like it's supposed to be the Nosferatu shadow before he walks up. It's, it's one of those iconic references, kind of like, you know, when, when we talk about the Godfather. Well, I was just watching this week, but I thought, man, that is just crazy that, that there's kind of references to that. It was unmistakable. Really? That's what they were referencing. Really? Oh, absolutely. Had cool. the sharp fingers and everything, and absolutely they were referencing that. I thought, you know, that's pretty cool. It must it really hit people hard enough. Did it turn into something else? I mean, uh, obviously there's no vampire in that. No, it was just the mouse. It was the mouse oh, walking up. Oh, interesting. But before he walked up, there was a shadow against the wall that would look just like Nosferatu, and then the mouse shows up and he goes oh. and does whatever he's doing. You know what? Sorry to, sorry to turn it serious there. No, 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 no. That's good. We needed a little raining in. Uh, but anyways, let's play the next one. I think it's from Julie again. All right. Hi, you guys. This is Julie from 19 Nocturne Boulevard. I think I left you an earlier message, but this is a new one on your new episode, latest episode. I wanted to talk about um, Candyman and the Ring. First off, I did read the story Candyman was based on, and I thought the movie was vastly better. Um, The story was significantly more limited, and it was also set in England, so it was completely rewritten. I mean, I think only a tiny little nugget of the original core story made it into the movie. It's been a long time. I can't remember the details, but I remember analyzing it at the time I read it and going, damn, that movie was so much better than the story. Um, I, uh, one thing I thought it was interesting about The Ring and the remake of The Ring, um, in the original, in the, the Japanese Ringu, it was implied, or at least that's the way I interpreted it, that, um, that, that, uh, wasn't Samra, what was her name? Um, 
I can't remember off my head. Anyway, I could be it was Sudoku, and I know that's wrong because that's the numbers game. Anyway, um, that she, that her father was some sort of water spirit, that her mother, desperate for a child, had made a deal with um, a mythological creature. And I think that's one of the reasons that they rewrote a lot of that when they made it for American for an American audience because it's not a it's not a, a cultural fairy tale that's common over here. Um, I always got the impression in the remake that she was some kind of thalidomide baby, you know, like Scanner, that she had, you know, had ephemeral or whatever, that she was, um, you know, she, she, was, she was a scary broadcasting psychic, even more than necessarily a supernatural creature. And it wasn't until her death that she became the supernatural creature that before that she was just, you know, somebody who Professor X should have been recruiting and sticking in a lead helmet. Um, but <laughs> uh, also two other things about the ring. One is um, the dad, Samra's dad in the remake in the American ring, uh, was also the original Hannibal Lecter. He played Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter, uh, the movie with Chris from CSI. Uh, I personally found it vastly much better than the remake Red Dragon. Um, not that I necessarily liked him better than Hopkins, but the movie was better than Red Dragon. Um, and uh, one thing I found really, really funny is, oddly enough, a connection to Fight Club. I'm going to assume you guys have seen Fight Club, but um, in it they make a special mention of cigarette burns. They also mention that in the... Uh, what is it, Masters of Horror Cigarette Burns, but, um, and how they pop up on the side of the screen when the reel's going to change. And I noticed, I had seen the ring like right after seeing Fight Club, and I kept noticing these cigarette burns popping up on the screen that looked like the ring in the well. And um, I was on a big screen, obviously, and that kept freaking me out because I kept being not sure if they were supposing, you know, that was where they were supposed to change the reel, or whether that was like a subliminal message popping up in the sky. That was pretty darn cool. Anyway, that's my two cents worth. I've just started listening to your show. I'm having fun, even with your vulgar sense of humor. Hey, I'm a girl. I can be I can be offended and prissy. <laughs> bye bye. Hey Joey, thanks for that voicemail. Appreciated that. That's a lot of information on uh, on the ring and things like that. It's funny because I've seen cigarette burns and. Uh, and I thought that was pretty cool too. So you know what's funny is when I was watching Cigarette Burns, I kept looking for the wiener. <laughs> it shows up because I mean Tyler Durden must not have edited that one. Oh jeez. <laughs> you know what? It's a, you know I, I'm sorry that was a little bit vulgar, but I'll tell you what she's probably not listening this far to the show already. No. <laughs> with what we've already we, talked about. We today. have gone off. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is I also I, I emailed her and I and I was just say, listen, you know we're a couple of 30 some odd year old dudes that uh just want to act like big dumbass hey listen this is this is fun we're dumb we have to be normal all the time and and i go out of my way every single week to try and get that explicit tag put on the on the <laughs> and i keep beeping you up beeps me out and tells me we're not but that's that's cool i just i'm not gonna i'm not gonna beep anything out this week you know what? Unless it's funny, okay. you're right. Because if it's funny, I will. If if I think it's too funny to beep out, because that's why I do it. I said right. that two times. Hey, Mike and Sam. This is Johnny from Oklahoma City. I was just sitting here uh, eating a jar of mayonnaise, and uh, oh wait, I couldn't even pretend. No, uh, 
Yeah, I'm really surprised I didn't throw up when you were talking about that on episode 25. Uh, Just the thought of someone eating mayonnaise or like ranch dressing or something to me is just, oh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know, I can watch really hardcore gore and stuff, but when it comes to, uh, I don't know, eating condiments, it just bothers me. But uh, I was just calling because uh, Sam said on the last episode about uh, the banter between Shannon and Elizabeth and her little brother in... 13 Ghosts, he was talking about how cheesy it was, and what it reminded me of, it was, uh, it was really, it reminded me a lot of uh, Troll 2, where <laughs> the the little boy runs around half the movie, and he's like, hey, Grandpa, hey, little, or he's like, hey, big sister, you know, he's calling everybody by their, you know, basically by their title and not their name and stuff, but, well, anyway, I was just uh, calling, I won't leave a long voicemail or anything. I just want to say thanks again uh, for uh, playing my music and stuff on your podcast. And uh, man, the last episode was awesome. One before that was awesome, too. But uh, anyway, uh, can't wait for episode 26. Fulci is awesome. So uh, anyway, keep up the good work, guys. Bye. I don't know if we've mentioned this on this show before, but Troll 2 is actually filmed in a little city called Morgan, right? Up you you know what's funny is the first thing I was going to say was, nobody talks shit about Nilbog. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I think we say that every have single Have you seen week. that movie? No, I have That's not. That's terrible. I've heard it. It, it was voted terrible. like the worst or second worst movie of all time. I don't know, but let's put it this way. It is, that is the quintessential so bad that it's good. Is it, really, is it really good, oh. or is it so bad it's bad? No, no, no. It, well, it's so bad that, um, <laughs> let's put it this way, anybody who's playing the drinking game with this episode so far would really enjoy it. Really? <laughs> I uh, Yeah, it's that It's that freaking bad. But uh, you know what? <laughs> as he was mentioning the Mayo stuff, I started thinking about it, and uh, we actually just got done watching Zombie 2, and I was eating my dinner. That's a mistake. I don't think Fulci and food really I did the really same goes... Thing. I did the same hand. thing earlier today watching The Beyond. No, no, no. This was uh Oh the yeah. I was finishing up Zombie, Zombie Hill House. House right? and, and there's a part where the guy gets stabbed and like this dirty like it looks like shit with worms in it comes out. <laughs> yeah, like, and I was eating my brownie, I'm like Ooh. <laughs> This yeah. is coming from a dude that'll spoon mayonnaise like it's ice cream. <laughs> I'm not starting that again. But no, let's put it let's put it this way, uh <laughs> I free base uh, ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> Fulci has a maggot hookup. That yeah. dude, apparently, they, they, he knows he knows a dude who knows a dude who can get him maggots cheap because he does not skimp on the maggots no, or the worms or anything. Or, exactly. But anyways, Noah, thanks for the, thanks for the call, guys. Man, it's Bill here. Can't believe you lost my voicemail. I think that deserves a kick in the balls. Yeah. Anyway, ah, whatever. Maybe if I have time this week, I'll. I'll uh, call back with it, you know. He needs that music, and uh, also I need to see if I can remember all the words to the song I I sing. And, uh, yeah, but, yeah, uh, as always, wonderful show. Uh, Actually, really looking forward to your uh, next episode, uh, Zombie, Zombie 2. Fulci, love it. yeah, you, Brother D, is going to be doing it next month, I think he said, uh, in March. So, yeah, definitely, I don't know why, I just love this movie, and uh, the the whole eyeball thing just, yeah, that one just, that one just gives me a flinch. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward.
uh, call back later if I get a chance to, and blah, 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 later. Dude, I do deserve the kick in the balls for that one. I'm, I feel bad about it. Can I do it? Do what? Kick in the balls. Ooh, no, Bill can, though. Okay. Bill, come on out. Fly out. Uh, if you actually make it out here and uh, come to my house, I'll let you uh, keep me in the balls. Of course, what he doesn't know is I'm going to be wearing a cup for the next three months. <laughs> and the uh, I'm, I'm taking back the deal in three months. <laughs> so anyway. God, that does suck, though, Bill. We're, we're really sorry about that because I know that yours, yours was funny. I wish I could, yeah. Well, maybe if you ever did something around here <laughs> from time to time. Sorry, man. You know? I just try and show up and do what I can. I blame, I blame Sam. It's fine. Why I, not? Just because I'm everybody's bitch. It's fine. Jeez. <laughs> Hey, Mike and Sam, what's going on? This is uh, Jason. Uh, I was just thinking, I was thinking about a couple of movies that would be awesome if you guys could do. I know you're probably getting tons of suggestions, but uh, like I said before to you, Mike, Street Trash, I haven't heard anyone do that on their podcast, and that's one of my absolute favorite movies. Uh, Street Trash would be cool. Um, the Basket Case series or any of Frank's movies like... Uh, like brain damage or uh, Frankenhooker or something like that. That'd be a cool episode. Or uh, maybe like a brick comedy episode with like Severance and the Cottage and like Shaun of the Dead or something. That'd be awesome. But uh, I don't know. I was just sitting here thinking about what I wanted to hear on some podcast. So, all right, guys, take care. Hey, you bunch of douche nozzles. It's uh, Jason again. Uh. I was just thinking, again, it would be pretty cool to uh, hear an episode about serial killers, maybe. Do, like, uh, do like Gacy, um, the Manson family, and, like, I don't know. There's a movie out there called Video X, which is a really cool movie about two kids that uh, went on a killing spree and taped the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, serial killers, would like to hear that. That'd be fun. But uh, other than that... Have fun uh, playing with, the, with each other's balls. All right, bye. Dude, you got a little hostile there in that second <laughs> one. <laughs> well, let me just just rest assured. It, it's not fun playing with each other's balls. We do it as a job. <laughs> you know what? It's it's kind of like, okay, so I know you're all out there thinking, man, I wish I wish I get paid for video games. Once you start getting paid for doing something you love, like playing with balls, it becomes a job That's and right. it loses its fun. That's exactly okay? right. All right. Yeah, he was kind of nice that first one, but then the second one, he was just like, he freaking douches. <laughs> Douche nozzles? I mean, seriously. I actually imagined that when you said it. That was disgusting. <laughs> well, we're, we're glad that uh, <laughs> that uh, we can be your, uh, your your scratching post there. Your punching bag. Yeah, yeah. no pun intended. None. <laughs> no, but we, I, we have to do a show on Street Trash at least because I freaking love that movie. I've watched it a couple times. You mentioned it while we were playing Xbox a little while back. And I've watched it two times because it's on Netflix. You can stream it from Netflix. And, uh, yeah, that is one of the grossest and funniest movies of all time. I have not seen that. Oh, it's good. We'll have to do that. We'll have to to figure out what kind of a topic we can do and we'll fit that into it. And, uh, you know, instead of actually thinking of a topic and then thinking of movies, how we should do it, well, we always think, what do I want to watch? And then kind of make a topic around it. It's worked so far. Yeah. Yeah, well. We've kept putting shows out. I don't know if it's worked. <laughs> hey, guys. McPierce here. I'm just phoning in my support for Sam to say, you know, I agree with him regarding Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 
you know, back in the 70s, it was a great movie. It was cutting edge. It was new. It was exciting and shocking. But, you know, by today's standard, it's not so shocking. It's not as graphic. Not and especially, you know, especially today, everybody knows what happens in the film. Going in knowing what to expect kind of, you know, softens the blow, shall we say. You know, go back in time and look at other films from the period, like Torso. At the time, Torso was, you know, this horrible, you know, grotesque film. But if you watch it today, you look at it and go, it's not so grotesque. It's not that bad. So, hey, Sam, don't worry about it. I think you're absolutely right. The old Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a good film, but it's just, you know, if you're new to it, it's just not so great today. All right, guys, love the show. Keep it up. Bye. You know, I really appreciate that because you said that very eloquently. That's exactly how I feel. Like, I've watched some movies that I just thought were the best movies ever, and I've gone back and watched them, uh, you know, lately, and I'm like, wow, you know, with what we've seen lately, they're just not as great as is what I Well, and when you say lately, you don't necessarily mean movies that have been coming out lately. No. Okay, because I was going to say, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is basically better than any horror movie that's come out in the last five years at least. I don't know. Maybe there's been some good ones, but I'll tell you what. But then again, I'm a, I'm against you two on this one. Yeah, I know. We, I no, freaking we just, love that movie. Yeah, we just we you know have a little bit of a difference of opinion, and I was swayed. And I'll, you know, like I said a million times, I'm going to go back to it a little bit later and we'll watch it again. But uh, not not as edgy as what what I've seen with some other stuff. Well, and that that's to be expected. But and we don't need to go into this again. I just still don't get it. <laughs> Hello, Sam and Mike. It's your buzz, buddy, buzz, buzz, your buddy Dez is what I'm trying to say here. I'm calling from Canada. It's like eight degrees Celsius out, which is like something 50 or something for you guys, 50 degrees. And it's fucking snowing up here. What the hell? Grr. Anyway, I'm just uh, listening to episode 25 right now. Great episode. I've only just finished the uh, 13 Ghost Review. And I wanted to uh, phone up and, and, and tell you guys that I think that you, you did a good a review of it. I think it was fair. It's not a great movie, but it's certainly fun. It, it and House on Haunted Hill, which I think is infinitely better than 13 Ghosts, are definitely the two great Dark Castle, well, the two good <laughs> Dark Castle remakes. So good to see 13 Ghosts getting some play, because I know that a lot of people talk up House on Haunted Hill as well, but it's nice to give a little thumbs up to 13 ghosts and uh yeah i just call on right now because i've made a new year's resolution to uh keep up with podcasts and be better connected to podcasts so i'm calling to tell you guys that i appreciate you and yes i make my uh, new year's resolution in february because i'm chinese all right uh vintage advice ah we appreciate you too (laughs) God, I made a New Year's resolution to lose like thirty pounds, <laughs> but uh, I probably should get on that horror or that podcasting thing. Well, well, uh, <laughs> you're not Chinese, dude. You're screwed. <laughs> That's true. But uh, no, you know what? After we wa- after we did the show on Thirteen Ghosts, I actually it was uh, it was still on my DVD player, and uh, I just turned it on just to get some other work done, and it's fine to have in the background. Yeah. There. It was fun. And that's the thing about it is we watch these movies, and you know we we just don't take it so seriously. We want to bag on stuff all the time. Listen, right. we're going to save something stupid, but 
the reason why they make movies is for entertainment. And I mean, we have a good time. There's a lot that are just kind of entertaining, and that's definitely falls in that category. You need to talk in the microphone more. That falls in that category. That's much better. Yeah, so, I mean, and the thing is, is every movie that somebody's going to make, there is not going to be a blockbuster. Right. You know, I'm not saying they shouldn't try, or not not a blockbuster. It's not going to be like a masterpiece or whatever. But, um, you know, I'm not trying to say that people should shoot for the, you know, <laughs> aim their standards low or anything like that. But the fact of the matter is, is many, a large percentage of horror movies aren't in that upper echelon of awesomeness. But I still love a lot of them. That's right. You know? No, that's cool. Thanks for uh, thanks for the voicemail. Uh, I think we got one more. Hey there, Mike and Sam. You know, it's 3.30 in the fucking morning here. I sat straight up in bed from a dead sleep and realized, hey, I haven't fucked with the cadaver lab guys this week. So I figured I'd better fucking get up and record this shit. Uh, first off, I think it's great you're doing Fulci because so many people are... Fulci gets neglected just simply because you know anybody into the Italian horror movies is so busy sucking fucking Argento's dick that uh, they don't give Fulci the fucking credit he deserves. I think he's highly underrated. Um, not only his horror work, but um, as you know, I'm a Western fan. I think For the Apocalypse is a great fucking movie. Fulci's movies are just a lot more fucking fun than, uh, say, Bava or Argento. So I think that's what's missing from a lot of the Italian movies, whereas is, is that sense of fun. I guess it depends on your definition of fun. As for uh, the effect where the uh, chick's eyes bleed, you know, you've been talking about how is that done. Um, actually, I was there on the set that day. You know, as you know, I'm a little bit older than you guys. Yeah, I was on the set that day, and um, I pulled my scrotum up over my head, and that's when the chick's eyes started bleeding. It was um, it was weird. But good thing the cameras were rolling, huh? Sam, sorry to hear about your case of vagina dentata, the little outbreak. You know, but at least you'll finally learn what the string is for on a tampon, uh, so you can f- keep those puppies flossed. Yeah, I got to wonder, if you've got vagina dentata, do you, like, lose your baby teeth when you hit puberty? It seems like that would make for some awful painful menstrual cycles for a little while. Uh, but at least there's Aurigel or Vagisil, one of the two. Oh, as you can tell, I really don't have much to fucking say this week. Like I said, I just woke up in, in the middle of the night and realized I hadn't sent you any voicemail this week. Uh one thing I do want to say, um, Mike, no, you are not the one I was saying was a poser. As a matter of fact, n- nobody in our little clique, if you want to call it that, of fucking podcasters, there's one. I wonder who I'm talking about. But it's not you. But yeah, there's, it, it's, I wasn't referring to anybody in our little clique of podcasters. Um, no, you're not a poser, Mike. You're just a fucking retard. But you already know that, because I've been calling you that all week, retard. I guess lastly, you know, um, this whole thing, this move of yours towards PG-13 fucking territory, bleeping out all the, every time somebody says fuck, oh my god. What the fuck is with you guys? Where, where are we selling out? We going mainstream? You know, going where the money is? 
you, know, you start bleeping out the word fuck, and next you're going to have to bleep out, like, the felching references. And you start bleeping out the felching references, then how are you and Sam going to uh, express your love for each other on the show? Anyway, guys, I'm fucking exhausted. I'm, and I gotta get up here in a couple hours and, uh, do it all again. So I will talk at you next week. Hopefully I'll be more fucking coherent. You be cool, bitches. Somebody, if Steven's wife is listening, would you please just tape a microphone to his face? Because <laughs> I want to hear everything that guy's got to say all day long. Oh my uh, gosh. Now, okay. Okay. As far as the re, the retard uh, comments go, that really kind of pissed me off. <laughs> In fact, it pissed me off so bad that I hurried and, and uh, I had I had a hell of a time trying to respond because I I couldn't get my helmet off quick enough. You know, try grabbing <laughs> oh, at it and trying oh, to rip it off. I couldn't bad. get it quick. But uh, no, you want to hear you want to hear this the, the backstory with that was the fact. By the way, uh, before I get into that, I want to say since I since we got this feedback, I've actually tried making somebody somebody else's eyes bleed by ripping my uh, sack up over my head. It doesn't work on everybody. It doesn't work on everybody. I just want everybody to know that. But, okay, let, let's talk about the retard thing. You remember when we were doing Vampire Origins, or so, I think it was, and I said, I can't remember. God, what show was it? I don't. Oh, no, no, it wasn't that show. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Remember when I was talking about how sometimes I'll go to Amazon and I'll order something, but I forgot I ordered it? Yeah. That happens to me all the time. Oh, really? Okay, I mean, it like... Still, to this day, I, I I know that I have things coming, but I can't remember what what it is. Except for I do remember I ordered those those one books last week that he that Stephen recommended, but those haven't shown up yet. Oh yeah. But uh, you remember I also mentioned that uh, uh, vampire encyclopedia that I ordered. Yeah. I didn't order it. Stephen did for <laughs> us. <laughs> so he's emailing me. He's like, "Dude, did you get my my package yet?" I'm all, "No, man. Maybe it." Maybe my next door neighbor has it because every once in a while they'll drop some off to his house. Yeah. And, and I went out and I looked on the porch and all this other stuff and I couldn't see a box or anything like that. And yeah, I'm retarded. Hey, <laughs> so. That reminds me. Do you know what? Uh, we know what's better than uh, winning a gold medal in the Special Olympics? Not being retarded. <laughs> we. You gotta be kidding me! <laughs> I can't believe we went there. We should not go there. Come on, dude. Let's keep let's 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 raise the bar. Let's raise the bar. You know what? Speaking of raising the bar, I want to clear. I want to clear out. Clear out. I want to clear something up real quick. You know what? You know what I just thought of when I said clear out. What? The fact that Steven used a felching. Oh, reference. that's disgusting. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, okay. So he thought eating mayonnaise was. Sick. D- damn. What am I talking? Shut up. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I want. I want everybody. I, I want to make something clear. Now, when when I say. That's that if when you know how we always have Steven shoot us over these funny as hell emails, yeah. and they're typically well, that, that that was a good example of one, but uh, and I say, you know, that's not how he is on a show. You know, I, I want to be clear of what I mean there. I don't mean that he's not funny, yeah, I don't mean that he's not sick and disgusting. What I do mean is that he knows his shit, right? And he he has a, a great way of describing everything. And, uh, but, but let, let there be no mistake. You will go there and you will listen to a show and you will laugh. He's got, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think I offended Steve a little because, because no, I said, I think, well, I, I don't, I think he was like wondering. Oh, really? Like, what did, what did I mean by that? Oh. But I, I just want to make sure everybody is clear that that is one of the funniest dudes. And not only is he funny, but his show is awesome. You will learn all sorts of crap. 
I know I do every time. Well, and I can't listen to it while I'm driving in the car because by the end of it, I'm hypnotized and I do whatever he says that I'm supposed to be doing. Like go rent the movies he talks about and everything else just right. because his voice is so... I almost went and rented Casablanca. I, I did it. You did not? No, I didn't. I need to, though. Uh, you you know what? The funny thing is I, I said that and right then, Steven, he's listening to his iPod right next that son of a bitch. I hate that dumb ass. <laughs> but no, I, I actually still want to see it. You know what? Because... Steve, you know he does a great job, yeah. and I, and I like I said, I I just want to make sure you know, Stephen, that I that I meant that as a completely good thing. That uh, like, see, Sam and I, our bread and butter is uh, relying on being stupid assholes. Now yeah. you're you can be a stupid asshole with the best of them, <laughs> Stephen. Okay, you can, but I'm saying you have maybe a little bit more to add. To well, you. And you know what, uh, and and great minds think alike i went back and was looking at his other episodes that he's done before mm-hmm. and he's reviewed a lot of the same movies we have oh yeah so yep and that was before we even knew each other existed yep but uh as always we appreciate no, we the voice it. Man. love it every time we get one from him i i always just lose my train of thought like we well, just shut the show down and it's a good <laughs> one after that yeah you know? thank you and good night we will see you later <laughs> all right actually now that I think about it, we always save Stevens for last. Is there is basically are guaranteed to do what that one did and just kind of uh, leave us in need of a of a uh, break because now I'm just I'm red from laughing and kind of started to break a sweat. Sweet. But uh, anyways, uh, we'll hurry and take a quick break and then we'll we will be back with Lucio Fulci. <laughs> This podcast is a proud member of the Horror Podcasting Network. www.horrorcasts.blogspot.com I just want to say one thing that kind of sums up all Lucio Fulci movies, and uh, you may think it's weird that I'm doing it in the beginning before we start talking about them, but uh, Lucio Fulci movies, and, and this is just something I've I've kind of uh, come to, to learn and understand. Where are you going? Let me let me share a little story that uh, happened today. I was watching Zombie Hell House. My wife actually came in, and she was watching it with me for a minute, and... Um, Basically, we were, we were just watching, and I can't remember exactly what the part was. You know, one of one of, it, was, it was one of the gorier parts. And uh, my wife looked at me and says, "We get it. <laughs> You're that guy's de- Oh, I remember what part it was. It was when that girl's getting her head chopped off. You remember that? She was like, "We get it. We know that you are chopping at her neck, and it's about to fall off. But why does he keep showing it?" I just looked at her and I said, "Because he is Lucio Fulci." 
And, and that is one of the most descriptive things of his movie. One of the most what, recognizable parts of his movies is that when a lot of people will flash at the gore or whatever, he stays on it and he takes you down that road. You know, it's funny you say that because I felt the exact same way yeah. after watching three Fulci films. And I loved City of the Living Dead. Uh, yeah, we First know. time I've seen a, a, a Fulci film. But so I'm watching these three, and I had the exact same thought. It's yeah. like, you know what? This guy's not scared to say, my effects stand up under your scrutiny watching it and, and checking this stuff out. Because I found myself several times, mouth wide open, yeah. <clears throat> thinking, I cannot believe this, how gory and how realistic. Well, and now we know how far people have to go in order to achieve those effects. Steven's ripping a sack up above his head. That's, <laughs> you know, that's commitment. <laughs> Yeah, I just ruined the whole thing there, didn't I? No, it's fine. But uh, well, let's talk about Zombie Hell House, which is uh, known by a few other names. Uh, probably even a most more popular name that uh, that it's known by is the House by the Cemetery. Oh, what do you say to a widow who finds out her husband butchered his mistress and then took his own life? <laughs> I have this on one of those 50 uh, sets, 50 by Mill Creek or something. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. Oh, really? I, I typically take them out of the box and put them in those little organizers. Right. But, you know, I got it as part of a 50. And I wonder if, and I, and I know that uh, a lot of films, for instance, uh, Phenomena by, by Argento, that one is uh, public domain, except for it's known by a different name, and I can't remember what that is. Uh-huh. But I wonder if it is... Public domain by the house, or I'm sorry, Zombie Hell House, and I I don't know I, I don't want I you know I don't want any assumptions being made on that because I really don't know I did find it on one of those so I, you know makes me wonder. Anyways, uh, directed by Lucio Fulci, written by Elisa Brigante and Lucio Fulci, IMDb gave it a six point two, starring Catriona McCall as uh, Lucy Boyle, Paolo Malco as Dr. Neumann Bol- <laughs> Norman Boyle. Uh, Anna Peroni is Anne the Babysitter. Do you remember? Did you recognize her? No. What else is she in? She was the mother of tears in Inferno. Oh, really? Remember she yeah. when, when they were in Rome? and, yep. and She was in uh, class with her cat. Uh-huh, exactly. She was, I guess uh, these Italians stick together. But anyways, um, oh, Giovanni Frezza. <laughs> that wasn't even dirty. And you're thinking that was dirty. Well, it's because I heard a joke about that. Well, let's hear it. How do you how do you separate Italians in Italy? How or how do you separate? The it men was from Greece. The boys? <laughs> wasn't no, it, how wasn't do you separate it the men from the boys in Italy with, a crowbar? with a crowbar? Right. Yeah, that's 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 just wrong. And I can't. Why why are these jokes coming to my mind after? Because, it? because we are in some weird mindset this week, and we've just got to get out of it. Apparently, Jeez. anyways, I'm going to go over synopsis, and I I actually read this one before we did it, and it sucks. So. I'm gonna, oh. You're going to have to help me out with this. Okay. Uh, a deranged killer lives in the basement of an old mansion and pops out occasionally to commit grisly murders that include beheading, ripped throats, and stabbings with a fireplace poker. The killer needs fresh body parts to rejuvenate his cells. He also has maggots for blood. 
Thank you, IMDb, for allowing that to be there. I guess I could have written my own, so F me. Have you ever looked at the full synopsis on those? Yeah, it's like five pages yeah, it's long. it's so long, but I was reading those today because I'm like, I've got to know <laughs> what's going on, but it explains it quite a bit better. Uh-huh. But there's this, there's this doctor, I guess, that ends up killing his family or something or deranged and doing some experiments or all that. And there's kind of this uh, musical, musical houses thing going on where this kid has had some sort of premonition about this house and this girl has talked to him and things like that. Anyways, so they're having to go to this hat. So this one family that's in Boston has to go to the, go to a house in New England or something. No, no, no. Boston oh. is in New England. They lived in New York. That's what it and was. And they had to move up to Boston, which is in New England. Oh, thank you. Yes. So anyways, but uh, they end up getting to that house that was in the, the artistic. In, in it was York. just like in a, in a photograph yeah. in their New York apartment. Right. But they were told it was Dr. Peterson's house, but then the, the dad finds out that it was actually this other doctor that's been buried in the house. Well, I was... think what it was is it, it Dr. Peterson had it, but the people before there, but before that guy moved in was Fry, Freiburg or, or something like that. I can't, I can't remember the name. But it, so it was, and, and it was actually Fry, the Fry people that, that committed all the grisly murders and stuff like that. Okay. But then something happened to the the doctor's... Pro, uh, the doctor's uh, mentor. Is this confusing or what? Yeah. See, that's the thing. Is I was, I you know, I I think we're, I think we're making this more confusing than it is. Let's. In fact, the deal is, is there's a family that ends up moving into a house that has this doctor in the basement. Right. They don't know it at the time, but this guy takes over bodies, hacks them up, and uses them to infuse his blood so that he can continue to live. But he's a freaking zombie. Yeah. So the kid has some premonitions and, and is dealing with some of the, the previous family members of this doctor that were killed and told not to go places. And so it just exacts revenge and grisly deaths on, on a lot of different people that come in contact with the house. Well, it is a Fulci movie after yeah, all. Right. Yeah, and so th- but that, that's the bottom line as far as... Uh as far as the synopsis goes, I mean, there was a little bit to it, and most of the, in in this movie, a lot uh, like a lot of Fulci movies, and tell me what you think when I say this, uh, a lot of them aren't the most action packed. That's right. Aren't like boom, you know this, you know everyone's running. They're not action packed, and sometimes they're a bit of a slow burn. Mm-hmm. But I, with all the movies we watch today, none of them are, are completely action packed. But they are definitely worth the payoff in the end. That's exactly right. That's the terminology. The payoff in the end to see the gore and how people are going to die. Because they take their time yeah. doing it. You're just watching and that's where you just can't believe it. And I, and I will admit that, some, that especially with The House by the Cemetery or Zombie Hill House, it was a little bit, the, the copy we had, I mean it was old, you know, it was on the, it wasn't quite as good. So it was it was a little bit cumbersome to watch, mm-hmm. but... As far as the story, you know, in some of the, you know, how we were talking about how uh, a lot of Italians were overdub the whole speaking, you know, all of the speaking of of the movie. Some of that was kind of irritating, mm-hmm. like especially anything that their their boy said. Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, he was got probably a six or seven year old kid or something like that. It was kind of kind of irritating, but I mean, he plays into the the whole story. I mean. Um, I don't know. There's not a lot I can say about this movie except for uh, there were some pretty cool kills. Mm-hmm. The I think that uh, the payoff at the end was pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. I like I like Katrina Call mm-hmm. McCall. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know she she of course is a Fulci regular. I tend to like movies with her in it just because you know she's 
thought she's kind of like not exactly, but you know how you get your uh, your cult heroes, your yeah. cult acting heroes, and she's kind of one of those for me. But uh, I don't know what do you, what have you got? I, I would agree. I think this show is is one that you know they wanted to have some really grisly deaths. They got mm-hmm. that, which were great, fantastic. Yeah. But I think the storyline was a little bit contrived and a little bit a little bit weak I on the know. side. I, you I know, know, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't like how it ended. I guess is what I'm really. No, I didn't like how, that. How did, with with who the the girl was and and what happened with the boy. And oh, the, I just didn't really. Yeah, there were some supernatural elements. Yeah, to I it. just didn't really like. As far as the setup of the story goes, I think that's fine. You know, this professor goes up there, something terrible happens to him, and then oh, actually he kills his lover and then hangs himself. We come to find out that uh, that may not have happened exactly the way that uh, he thought, that everyone thought, but uh, but to everybody else that's what it looked like. But anyways, his uh, protege moves up there to continue the research that the doctor was doing up there, and that's why they're there. And he, it was it, the doctor had his wife, which was uh, Katrina McCall, and then the boy, and then. Uh, but I mean that that's fine. That got everybody there. They needed a babysitter, which brought uh, the mother of tears as the babysitter. Other than that, yeah, I mean there was like the supernatural element at the end. Yeah, but I did like I did. I have to admit that I did like a lot. The main bad guy. Yeah, oh, I he was too. he was cool, and he, yeah, was, he was one of his parts was what I'm talking about when I'm saying that Lucio had a hook up with the maggot people. Oh, absolutely, jeez, man, <laughs> the, that was good. They I, maybe didn't use quite as many as on City of the Living Dead when they were blowing uh-oh. him in that window, <laughs> but uh, they definitely used their share. Yeah, I I would give this a red box. No, you know. Being a collector, I think I would definitely give this a buy. Okay. You know, and this this brings up something that I also, and maybe we should wait to talk about this till after all th- we've talked about all three movies. I mean, now that you've seen these three plus City of the Living Dead, what how would you what would you think about uh, showing this to someone who's not seen any horror before? Is this a noob? And that's, is Fulci a noob director? And a director for noobs? You know, I cannot believe that you brought that up because we've not talked about this and that was going to no. be one of my points. Really? The reason why I like these movies uh-huh. and, and I, you know, the only reason why I give this one a red box is because I didn't like the ending. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I it was a, that, you know, you're right. That was a little The only reason. Uh-huh. The other ones are going to get higher in my book. But this these these types of movies are ones that I would bring people over and I'd be like, you want to see a horror movie? Let me show you something uh-huh. that is freaking awesome. Really? Or they don't have to get into who cares what the storyline is really. You can you can pull up right in the middle of the show and watch somebody <laughs> get killed in uh-huh. slow motion with the guts and the blood spurting out and they're asking themselves how the hell is someone doing that? And and I think that that's that's where the value is for this and that I would definitely show this to new people. You know, I kind of disagree with you. Really? Yeah. Uh I don't get me wrong. I I actually liked Z- Zombie Hell House a lot. Our house by the cemetery. I liked it a lot. In fact, I, I I'm gonna just stick with buy. Uh, but to me, Fulci, <coughs> there seemed to be a lot of maybe small inconsistencies, or you know, along with it, and it focused more on the gore and you know the setup for that. And, you know, and that's fine. But the the little inconsistencies and the other little weird things, like one thing that kept bothering me a little bit was the fact that there'd be all this loud music. And then, and, and this happens in a lot of movies too. This isn't just Fulci, but right when it changes the scene, that music just stops. You know. Anyway, but I don't know. I think that this would be, this would be something that I would uh, wait a little while to show somebody because because it, it is a little bit slower. Uh, it's a little bit difficult for for me to to in the beginning it was 
difficult for me to watch the dubbed speaking. And um, I don't know. Well, and I guess my point is, and I, I agree with that. I would not, someone that's new, I would not sit down and start this from the beginning and go through it. Okay. What I would do is I would put it on right in the middle and say, you want to see why I watch horror movies? Check this shit out. <laughs> show the drill Show the drill going there. in through somebody. Show a zombie. Have whatever right. is coming out of the zombie. That's, that's what I mean by that. Okay. But I definitely would not sit down and, and run this from the beginning to the end because you're exactly right. It's, they'd be like, dude, this is so freaking corny. Or, or, you know, maybe not corny. But I, but uh, it's just it's just a little too slow, I think, mm-hmm. for what people are. But anyway, that's what I got. That's good. All right. Well, I had there was one memory right at the very beginning. Right. That was it. Um, what did I learn from this movie? Mannequins have bones and blood. Yes. So that happened. <laughs> um, this was actually the first little kid that I've ever known named Bob. Never <laughs> known that before. Never seen it. It was just kind of bizarre that he was Bob, not Robbie <laughs> or Rob or. Bob's kind of an Bob. older dude's name, isn't it? Is. It yeah. is. You name me another kid named Bob. Name me another one that's that young. Um, let's see. That that little kid, Bob, was the best narrator I've ever heard. He told his mom exactly what was happening when he was stuck in the attic. <laughs> Mommy, he's coming up the stairs. Mommy, he's looking at me. You mean uh, in the cellar? Yeah, in the cellar. I mean, just bizarre. But, uh, yeah, best narrator ever. And then, uh, well, <laughs> a note to Lucio Fultz. You just make kick-ass effects. You know, screw the ending. He didn't. They, the ending was a little bit stupid, but it was also fairly obvious that uh, he had a little. He had a friend that was, you know, a little girl, and it was fairly obvious where she was coming from. Right. And she was supposedly psychic too, or she Something had some weird. kind of psychic abilities. Yeah. But anyways, there you go. That is the house by the cemetery. So I have six degrees too. Okay, quick. well let's hear it. So Catherine McCall, she goes by Catherine, I guess. Was she played Lucy? Catherine, I think she goes by Catherine in, in this and the beyond. Yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in A Good Year with Russell Crowe, hmm. who was in Gladiator with Joaquin Phoenix, who was in Walk the Line with Robert Patrick. Walk the Line with Robert Patrick, as opposed to maybe something else later. And then uh, I have no idea. I from Dust Till Dawn two, Robert Patrick was in From Dust Till Dawn two with Scott Spiegel. <laughs> Who was in the dead next door with Bruce Campbell? Oh, ooh! I saw what you did there. Everyone was thinking that you were going to say that Bruce Campbell was in Dust Till Dawn too. No, I, well he was. He was, but I, I did not do that. No. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. In a world where zombies and humans coexist, if it wasn't for the government, none of this would be happening. We'd all be wiped out. Dead and gone, and that's the kind of world I'd rather be living in. And clones are used for food. The first time I saw myself being eaten, words cannot describe what was going through my mind. One man will do the unthinkable. I'm going to help the next one escape. And uncover a secret that will change our world forever. That's insane. Why on earth would you want to do that? The Zombie Chronicles. The first ever full-length podcast fiction novel by James Melzer. Let me tell you something. When you see a 6-foot, 2-inch, 250-pound reanimated corpse come at you wearing nothing but a football helmet and his rotting schlong bouncing from side to side, you run. Now casting at www.jamesmelzer.net. Somewhere in the bottomless pit of my memory, the scream is still going. <laughs>
All right, we are back with. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Beyond from 1981. Who else is here? There's nobody here. I can feel a presence. Somebody else is in here. Oh, some weird story that Emily told me about room 36. Emily? Who's Emily? The blind girl that lives in the old house by the crossroads. seven gateways to hell because through that gateway evil will invade the world uh, directed by none other than Lucio Fulci excuse me it was written by Dardano Sacchetti now I remember last time you tried to waste me because of an Italian name how have I been doing shitty but that's I mean it's okay um, up yours <laughs> uh, the IMDB gave it a 6.9 and the budget was 400,000 uh, it starred Katrina McCall again is Liza Merrill. Uh, David Warbeck is Dr. John McCabe. Cinzia Moriali. See, and then I just sound like a dickhead when, when I try to actually pronounce her. Uh, that right. was really so, good. I'd have bought spaghetti from you. Um, and Antoine St. John is Schweik. Here is the synopsis. It's a little bit longer, so bear with me. In 1927, Louisiana Seven Doors Hotel is a scene of a vicious murder as the lynch mob crucifies and pours quicklime upon artist named Schweik. Quicklime. I did not know what that was because they poured this stuff that kind of looked like... Uh, Water. Well, no, no, no. It looked like uh, plaster of Paris or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That stuff. So, and, and it just started melting the space off. Right, and I'm right. Like, what? Because I thought they were just trying to stick him into the wall or, or something like that. I did not know what that is. Okay, mm. good. Quicklime. Whom they believed to be a warlock. The artist murderer opens up one of the seven gates of hell which exists throughout the world and allow the dead to cross into the world of the living. Several decades later, a young woman from New York inherits the hotel and and plans to reopen it for business. But a renovation work activates the hell portal. Soon she and a local doctor find themselves having to deal with the living dead. A ghost of a blind girl... What? That's a little bit of a spoiler. A ghost of a blind girl who seeks (laughs) to get them to leave the house, a mystic tome called the Book of Ebon that supposedly contains the answers to this nightmare at hand. Face-eating tarantulas, a young girl whose murdered parents become zombies and herself is possessed by undead spirits, and Schweik, who has returned as a malevolent, indestructible corpse, apparently in control of the supernatural forces. That's as far as I'm going to go on that. So what did you think? Well, I don't need to say anything. That pretty much just gave everything away. Jeez. Oh, sorry. No. I, uh, I, I like this movie. I thought, it was, I thought it was good. There was really some creepy stuff going oh, yeah. on. Um, women walking around with boogers on their eyes. I mean, it was disgusting. <laughs> yes. and that was really gross stuff. I couldn't figure out what that stuff was, but it's supposed to be cataracts, but gross. <laughs> All right. Um, really fantastic deaths. I thought Joe the Plumber. 
was the best zombie I've yes. ever seen ever. He was he was disgusting. Yeah. I I had to stop the movie. I was watching the movie. My wife was working. Uh-huh. So she has her back to the TV, and I told her, because she doesn't like the screaming and all that kind of noise. She just does not like it. Uh-huh. So I said, if this gets bad, I'm going to turn it off. Well, the part is quiet, and the the lady goes to clean out the bathtub and pulls out a hairball. Yeah. I had to shut it off and go walk and get fresh air because I almost threw up from that hairball out of that dirty water. Yeah, gross. That was, I'm, I'm getting sick right now because that was. <laughs> I'm glad it's not just me, you dildo. That, that that was disgusting. That well, was so Joe the sick. plumber was one hairy mother, too. Well, he was. But So she pulls some of the hair out. But then he just comes up out of the water. And the guy looked kind of like the Swedish chef on the Muppets. Are you didn't sure that eyes. was Joe the plumber? That was Joe the plumber. Because didn't they take Joe the plumber's body and take it to the morgue? Yeah. And uh, But then later on, they she found that in the... In the tub, he was I read. All over. I read. Listen, I read some about that. Yeah, and uh, this is a little bit of trivia because I assumed that too. But apparently, it was a brother of the guy who played Joe the plumber, and they look so similar that people have thought that they're the same zombie. <laughs> who is making this shit up? I, Seriously, dude. I read that, and I, that is the stupidest <laughs> thing. I, wait, a, hold on a second. So someone is actually writing their own little script saying that that's the brother. Of Jill the no, plumber. No, 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 no. They're saying that that's just a zombie. But the guy who they got to play it oh. was was the brother of the of the guy who played Joe the zombie. Okay. <laughs> and they just look similar. I noticed that uh, his head was about two sizes too big. You know when what he was the coming hell, out. Dude? Why not just? It's Jill the plumber. Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It was gross. It was disgusting. And uh, there there was an eye pop out scene in this show. Oh, oh yeah, that was movie. it. Was at it that was part incredible? It was that part, huh? Yeah, because I, I mean, it looked like someone's real face, and then you get it, you get shoved in. No, there was what was there? There was like a, a what, like a seven? No, because there's a lot of eye pop outs. But I know what you're talking about. The lady gets her head shoved against the nail. The nail. That's head, what I was. And her talking eye about. pops out. There's another one where where something. It's like a wooden board goes in to to hit to a guy's eye. I don't remember. I got oh, so and, many and he like and he like tests. pulled it out and it like popped out yeah, the side. Yeah, popped out the side. Yeah, that okay. was awesome. What that was in kind of towards the beginning too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was man. It was it was incredible. Some of those effects. So now I've got to I've got to say out of all of the Fulci movies that we've watched, this is probably my favorite one because the story of it I think is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so we have this mythos of there's seven gates to hell. Now, I don't. I mean, I guess I really don't know, well, we know where they came from well, or anything like that. This was nineteen. What did you say it was? What? When was this movie made? Uh, it was nineteen eighty one. But the thing happened in like nineteen twenty something. Right. When so they killed since this guy. Then, so up until about what nineteen ninety seven, they they discovered two more gates to make it because we had the nine gates of. Oh, hell. good one. Is that Man, where you were going so with stupid. that? <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> no, but anyway, so that we don't. I we don't know exactly why they're seven, and we don't really know why they're there but we do know that they're there we also I, I don't know i'm a sucker though for like gates of hell type stuff like uh like kind of religious type stuff like i love the exorcist because of you know the, the mythos that goes behind that well and, and i you know and along with that um i i've taken all my life savings and i put a hit out on the artist formerly known as prince because that symbol that was down <laughs> in the basement is what he decided to name his uh, name himself so and it scared the hell out of me so, so why I, uh, i'm taking just... him out because i know that he's a walking gate of hell that's 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 a little gate to walk through. He's just a <laughs> tiny little guy. <laughs> anyway, so okay, so you have you have this thing, and one thing that I liked is that um, 
I don't know if I don't know if this is a spoiler. So if it is, I'm sorry, but it's probably a spoiler. But the but the, what's his name? Schweik. We start up and he's painting this thing, and it's actually hell. He's painting. He's painting. I, I guess he's seen it somehow. He's a warlock, and uh, you know these guys. You know this posse comes out and take him off. Didn't by the way? Did you see how much of a fight the uh, the guy at the front desk tr- put up to try yeah. to stop him? Yeah. He just sat there was like waving him through. He didn't <laughs> wave him, but but it's, he didn't do anything. But anyway, so you know, and you have you have that. You have uh, the fact that the dead are walking the earth, and you know I'll tell you what. And now I I might get blasted for this, but Don, but because. Uh, do you know why in uh, like Night of the Living Dead why the zombies came out? No, I don't. I just there's I, no explanation. No, for there's it. not. And then in Dawn of the Dead, there's really no explanation for it either. But there's a part where oh, I can't remember his name. Oh, it might be up there. Uh, Ken Foray says, you know, when the dead, when the when there's no more room in hell, the dead shall walk the earth. I'll tell you what. When that came out. That movie, Dawn of the Dead, went up a couple notches for me because, you know, it's the whole... I mean, and don't get me wrong, I like infected zombies. I like those. But when it's something to do with hell and all that stuff, it, that really just kind of kicks it up a notch for me. And so, by the way, these the zombies in all these were really good. Yeah. And, you know, okay, and they're gross. And like we were saying, that uh, Fulci does not hold back on the gore. He does not hold back on the blood and guts or anything like that. I mean, there's... Ugh, he... If anything, he just uh, panned into it closer to, to give you a more detailed yep. look at what's going on. Anyways, the story goes through. You know, we've got uh, this lady who is, uh, you know, Katrina McCall, who inherited this hotel. She wants to fix it up. Uh, of course, the basement's all flooded. You know what I thought, though? And t- correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be a big dumbass on this. But didn't they, don't they, in, in New Orleans, don't they have to put their dead above water? Why are there? Do you think there are basements there? Um, I, or there, you would think there's that there's probably basements, but it depends on where the water table is, because New Orleans is actually six feet under sea level. Whoa! And so that they don't bury the dead because water kind of seeps around, and you have wells and stuff right. like that. So, but do, do you think it's? I mean, because I used to live in a house that uh, was close to the closer to the Great Salt Lake that you couldn't put a basement in there. Because the water table was too high, right? But it depends on what part of New Orleans. Uh, I guess that's true. First, but uh, but that's why I thought the basement was flooded, because uh, in in the beginning they they call in this plumber, Joe the plumber. They right. call him in to, to take care of that. But I thought that was just kind of the see way the it was. Formerly known as Prince symbol up on the wall. Yeah, that's that's true. So she's fixing it up. All of uh, all sorts of people who are helping her out get die. And uh, basically, she she hooks up with this doctor, and they kind of try to figure out what's going on. And uh, they do figure out what's going on. And I love this movie. This, this is, is this is movie. my favorite Fulci movie. Yeah, this is a even great show. even better than Zombie Two. Really? Me. Yes. See, and I don't I don't go that far because I thought Zombie Two was just so well done. But well, this don't get is me close. wrong. I love I love Zombie Two, and I'll tell you the one thing that really really pissed me off about Zombie Two. I already told you earlier. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll have to go over it again on the thing. But right. no, I, I I thought this movie was was really good. Um, the spiders were awesome. I mean, it just took so long to get there, and I thought, ah, oh, they're just gonna crawl over and be uh-huh. gross to to see spiders crawling on a dude. No, <laughs> no, the spiders went all out. These were flesh eating. Yeah, what was it? One of the con- one of the contractors went to the city records building to try to find the plans for the basement. He falls off this uh, ladder, can't move, and spiders come out. These yep. giant tarantulas. Which, out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, they just, just happened to be hanging out. They were just underneath the bookshelves yep. and stuff. 
But uh, and then that the, once he falls down, the plans in the book disappear. Happen to disappear. Dude, I will say one thing that I thought was so funny is that you, you have a few real spiders, and you have <laughs> these other spiders that are kind of. I know we've been talking a lot about retards. You know what? I'm glad. By the way, I wasn't the only one to mention a tampon on this episode too. Stephen did. My gosh, you guys. No, I'm just saying. I know. So you had the real ones, and you had like their retarded cousins in the back. Yeah. Who, oh yeah. Who didn't? Who couldn't really walk quite right? They were the. <laughs> I mean, obviously, they were the fake ones, but uh, this was another scene of five minutes of in-your-face gore. That's right. Tarantulas ripping you apart. If you weren't scared of spiders before you watched this show, yeah. you will not let a tarantula climb on your face. I, I used to. <laughs> I used I to gonna, let him do it because was, the, the little furry feet, they feel really good, <laughs> like when they walk around and stuff. I mean, there's just something to it. A little blood flow when you feel the furry feet all over your face. But, uh, but, but I, I won't do it anymore. <laughs> Wow. Fulci ruined that for me. <laughs> Thanks for taking you away one of, of this. <laughs> one of my relaxation things that I do, Fulci. Now I cannot do that anymore. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> that, so. No offense. That was stupid. All right. Thanks, dude. I'm just teasing. I'll cut my <laughs> Everybody else was thinking it. Just keep it in. Yeah, okay. like, where did this guy? Did, he's one of those guys that won a gold medal in the Special Olympics. <laughs> Man, okay. I, I. You know what? It's too late for this episode. We are not pulling this one back. This is gone. No, 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 no. No, I'm not. No, no. There's shit being pulled back no, earlier. No, no, no. I think it's too late. We're gonna put everything out, and uh, but uh, we promise next episode that we will. We're gonna clean it up. We'll clean it up. Maybe. I'm coming in a tuxedo. Well, maybe really, not. Really? But I'm, I'm gonna take. We got to be serious. There was a junk alert in this. There was. There was. There was there lots even, of junk well, alerts. There like was three even or four. Awesome junk alert that I, I freaking put in slow motion because I'm like that was the weirdest junk I've ever seen in my life. And I put in slow motion, and they, they decided to spare us from actually seeing um, the junk. So they put, like, a piece of black plastic just in the shape of junk over the junk. <laughs> I tried to say how many times I could say it. I missed it. I missed that part. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty sweet. <laughs> I missed it. I just, I just saw the dudes rolling around in hell. If you looked really hard, which is what I was doing, you could check out what? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway. So, um, there's, so there's one, no memories. Oh, are we still talking about the movie? Or are we doing more stuff? Well, no, I, I was okay. just saying. I, well, let's just finish it off. Okay, so right. the, there were a couple things that were really weird to me. There was one part where this uh, lady goes into the morgue, and she was, um, you know, I guess she goes in, and she prepares the bodies mm-hmm. for It's her husband. Oh. Joe the Plumber was her husband. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so Joe the Plumber, who was, who was in the morgue and not in the bathtub, <laughs> She, anyway, she goes in to prepare the body, and in that morgue, they have a giant picture of sulfuric acid on the top on this top shelf of a wobbly shelf without a lid on it, and uh, inevitably... You don't have one of those? Well, I do, but I don't keep it on top of I the do shelf. It. I do. I have it. Well, sweet action. So, well, when I get done eating chicken, I put the bones in there. And, you know, and this is... I mean, and I don't mean... I don't bring this up to nitpick the movie. What I do is uh, what, what, why I do bring that up is because it just kind of seems like Fulci will throw in a nah, don't worry about it moment just to bring out the gore. That's exactly what he does. <laughs> I know. And that's, you know what? Bravo. See, that was Italian. I actually have no idea. <laughs> but, but anyways, I, give this, I like this movie a lot. I give it a bone. And I give this a solid buy. Okay. I give this a good buy. Um, what did I learn? Some blind people can see right where the stairs are. She took off running and made a mad and like took a step to the right to go uh, down the stairs. I'm like, what? Oh, you know, I, there's a couple other things. 
they're, it's just just a little stuff. And then they replayed it, and I thought that was going to come back to be like some thing that oh my gosh she's really not blind because the lady picks up on something well when i was reading the full synopsis she picks up that there were no footsteps you didn't hear any footsteps so that means she was a ghost but she still ran sideways down the stairs it's fine oh i don't i don't remember uh spiders like to french kiss i have that down there gross all the way down the throat um make sure to research your vacation so you don't stay in a gateway to hell (laughs) motel for hell's sakes right and then uh when you know that headshots kill zombies, only shoot them in the head. That's that's why one of the biggest reasons why I did not give this a bone saw because I was loving this movie and towards the end I just got pissed because this guy is like a point blank range with a gun. He takes down a zombie in the head and then he ends up like for the next four zombies shooting them three times in the chest and then in the head. Right. I'm like, dude, you know that the headshot kills him. I understand what's going on there. Shoot them in the freaking head. Let me let me mention one thing, okay. and this this will just get back to. And like I said, I hate to nitpick this movie, but there, but there, one thing kind of got a little bit. It bugged me a little bit. Uh, the music in it was pretty good. Was uh, kind of goblin esque mm-hmm. a little bit. However, they had three tunes that they played over and over again. They had three different tunes. One was that one was a pretty goblin esque, really going forth the the progressive rock and you know whatever they played that. And uh, the second one was. Um, that piano, yeah. that little piano thing that the blind girl played, and there was another one. But they they played those three over and over throughout the whole movie, and it's it's almost like it's almost as memorable as, uh, uh, you know, like the the uh, what's his name, uh, Darth Vader march. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like once once you heard these drums starting up the same song you've heard thirty times, yep. you know that there's some shit gonna happen. And you know what? Maybe maybe he's doing that for for your benefit because you just want to look up for the. For the uh, gore parts, hey, there they are. The gore part is starting now. You know, whatever. Anyway, I can turn that's it on. It. No, it's, that's it. That's all no, I've got good. for this. So movie. you gave it a bone saw. I, I love this movie. After all that crap, I gave it. I love this movie, and uh, give it a bone saw. Nice. All right. So I have a six degrees. Then Catherine McCall's played Liza. Uh huh. She was in a good year with Russell Crowe, <laughs> who was in Gladiator with Joaquin Phoenix. Uh huh. But Joaquin Phoenix was in Ladder 49 with Robert Patrick. Same dude, different movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Robert Patrick was in From Dust Held On 2 with Scott Spiegel, who is in The Dead Next Door with Bruce Campbell. I picked The Dead Next Door because I have not seen it, but it looks like a Thank zombie movie. Remember I, I actually haven't seen that one either. I'm pretty sure. Think again. Wow. Maybe somebody enlightened me. Join the Wrecking Crew every week over at the Obscure 80 Show. Really? As I think it came out in 89. Maybe we should look it up. About the We're about to take a break anyway, so we'll look at it and we'll the get back. The decade that rocked the 80s. Check them out on the web at www.obscure80s.com. And remember, stay awesome.
All right, so I was right. It was the Dead Next Ready come out in '89. That was that was lucky. All right, so for our last film of the evening, which I also got a pretty long synopsis for, is Zombie Two. On the IMDb, it said that it was released in 1979. Uh, it says 1980 for Wikipedia, but uh, both both sites say that it was actually... Uh, I'm sorry. The, the IMDb said that it was made in 1979, but it actually wasn't released until 1980. Uh, see, it was directed by Lucio Fulci, written by Eliza Brigante. IMDb gave it a 6.6. What did IMDb give the Beyond? 6.9. Ooh, so yeah. I'm not the only one that thinks that Beyond's a little better. Anyway, uh, budget was two hundred and seventy thousand. Except, except for I don't really know how uh, how accurate that was because it was in um, when I looked it up on Wikipedia, it had it in uh, Italian lira, I think it was. Oh, and then I went to a, a like a currency conversion site. I was gonna say it would cost more than two hundred seventy thousand dollars just to get a shark. I I've shopped for one. <laughs> anyway, all right, so. Um, okay, starring Tisa Farrow as Anne Bowles, and she was also in Anthropophagus, which, by the way, was her last IMDb entry. Mm-hmm. So uh, how, she was like, how can I top Anthropophagus? Let's not even try. Uh, Ian McCulloch played Peter West. Richard Johnson played Dr. David Minard. And Al Seaver as Brian Hull. Synopsis. 
This is a long synopsis, people, so please bear with me. An apparent abandoned yacht drifts into New York Harbor. By the way, why are all these Italian movies take place in the United States? That was my question. I, You know, I... Listen, if you're an Italian horror director, just a little note to you. Don't come over here and film in my city and then dub over with whatever Ewok language you're using that I don't understand and then put English over the top of it. Dude, just do it in your own country or just record in English. You know what? And something else that pissed me off about this, too, is he comes over here. He does his shots in New York. He starts the movie in New York, and he actually ends in New York. Yeah. And this guy had the balls to put in the two towers again. <laughs> oh, my God. He had the balls bastard. to put those. It is too soon. Listen, you can't do that. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. Yeah, well. Synopsis, an apparently abandoned yacht drifts into New York Harbor and kills... I'm sorry. And the Harbor Patrol investigates. On board, a huge rotting man kills Marty, one of the patrolmen, by tearing out his neck with his teeth. The remaining patrolman, called Bill, <laughs> called Bill, manages to knock the hulking man into the sea by blasting him with his revolver several times. A young woman named Ann Bowles is questioned by the police when it is discovered that the boat belonged to her father, who was played by Hugo Bologna. Bologna. <laughs> Uh, she does not know anything except that her father left for a tropical island to do research. A reporter named Peter West is assigned by his news editor, director Lucio Fulci, in a cameo. I didn't know that. To get the story on the mysterious boat, Anne and Peter meet on the boat and decide to work together uh, after finding a note from Anne's father. The note says that he is on an island of Matul and that he has come down with a strange disease. Anne and Peter enlist the aid of seafaring couple Brian Hull and Susan Barrett, to help find Matul. On Matul, Dr. David Menard is hard at work studying the island's secrets. Matul is a cursed place where the dead rise to attack the living, and Menard is <clears throat> determined to find out why. Menard's contemptuously high-strung wife, Paola, wants to leave the island in fear of the zombie attacks, but Menard insists on staying to continue his research. When Anne, Peter, Brian, and Susan reach Matul, the island itself seems to come alive, vomiting forth all the dead buried on the island to kill them. Yeah, that is probably it without giving away any spoilers. So what'd you think? Well, Corey over at the Midnight Podcast has been talking a lot about the zombie apocalypse. Now, before I started listening to the show, I was I had no idea that was coming. Uh Evidently it's it's coming every (laughs) week because he's he says it's imminent. Thank heavens for this movie. Because it showed me. I've always wondered now that I know about a zombie apocalypse, Uh when I wake up as a zombie, what's the first thing that's gonna wake up? This movie proves that it's your unit that wakes up first. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I remember I'm, I'm watching this movie, and the guy has a white sheet over him. Yes. And it goes down to points there. And I think what was supposed to be his hand, but it looks like his ding-dong. Oh, it is. <laughs> okay. Right, so I now thought, I know. I thought, you know what? Sam just learned something. I did. <laughs> Thank heavens for this movie. Now I can sleep at night knowing that when I'm a zombie... First scene that wakes up is my unit. By the way, and I noticed this in this movie. I, I can't remember anything. I think in Zombie Hill House it happened. And uh, I know this happened in City of the Living Dead. That uh, how come in Lucio Fulci movies, people are buried like two inches below the dirt level? They're, they're buried two inches deep. So they can 
raise raise up as zombies really easily. Yeah, that's just one thing that I just <laughs> want to point out to everybody, and I also want to point out that that didn't affect my opinion of this or any of his no, other movies. Not at all. <laughs> anyway. If we would have had to, if we would have had to wait five extra minutes per scene while they dig out six feet of dirt, we would all got pissed oh, and left. I realize that uh, this movie actually was also called Zombie Island, or called I'm sorry, Zombie Island of the Living Dead, Zombie Island, Zombie Flesh Eaters, and Voodoo. Well, now why is it Zombie Two? That's what that's what it's called now. Why why the, is that? Well, the 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 film is not a sequel to anything. When Dawn of the Dead was released in 1978 under the title Zombie, Z-O-M-B-I, in Italy. This movie was released after it and tried to cash in on the success, even though those two, I mean, they're not related at all. Oh, really? Yes. And I think Uh. there's actually, I know that there's Zombie 3, 4, and I think 5, and I haven't seen any of those yet, but actually I was was hearing, I was listening to a couple of people on Twitter mention those, and I I think I actually have Zombie, I don't know, I have another one of them. But I don't remember which one it is. Are they unrelated? I don't know. I have. I don't know if I've watched them. Huh. I just probably collected it somehow and it just let dust settle onto it. But anyway, isn't that funny how they kind of tried to yeah kind of get a for you know I don't know why because this movie could definitely stand on its own. Well, maybe there was just a little bit of a question there. Why not? I mean, uh, because it's disingenuous. That's a good reason. All right. Nice. I'm just. I mean, I'm not. I was just playing the devil's advocate there. I'm with you. I, you know, I'm not going to say that I thought this was better than uh, Dawn of the Dead, but it is pretty good. I mean, it is. It is I'll almost it. as good I'll as that. Say it. Well, I see. I saw Dawn of the Dead back in probably the '80s, yeah. and that scared the shit out of me. Oh, really? <laughs> you know what the first zombie movie I ever saw was Return of uh, Return of the Living Dead. And that's kind of a funny yeah. kind of thing. But then I think I saw this fairly qu- uh, fairly soon after. It scared the shit out of me. Really? I wasn't that old. I mean, God, I mean, you know, maybe 10. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How, how did I even see that? My parents would never let me watch that stuff in my house. You know, I, I was pretty sneaky, I guess, apparently. Because I saw Return of the Living Dead with, like, the longest nude scene of all time <laughs> in it. Anyway. Or, or, I don't even remember where I was going with that. Sorry, man. We were talking about Zombie 2 and cashing in and then... Oh, and I was just going to say how good this was on its own. Yeah. You know, and I think it's, I think it really compares, I mean, it doesn't compare style-wise, but it, I think it compares as far as quality goes. It was awesome. Well, and for me, it's the realism of the zombies. And, and In all of his movies, they are yeah. distinct. And they're they're disgusting. I thought zombie number 27 played the best zombie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, there, there's just so many of them, and, and they're all kind of unique and distinct. They all well, they spend crazy. a lot more time on the individual zombies, yeah. it seems like. Right. Because, you know, I mean, I, I'm not trying to knock Dawn of the Dead, but they, they threw some gray, gray uh, makeup on them and maybe a little bit of gore. But these ones were, like, dirty and right. crusty right. and worms and all sorts of gross mm-hmm. crap in it. You know, and, and that's how it was for all these movies, and it's even City of the Living Dead. And I think that's why... I mean, I honestly, through all these movies, found myself with with my jaw open. Yeah. I mean, I, I was watching these, could not believe the effects. The zombies were realistic. They uh-huh. were disgusting. Oh, yeah. And and so, for me, that counts a whole lot. I mean, I, I think Dawn of the Dead was a pretty good show. I, I, in fact, it was a really good show. Right. 
But this is just kind of in a different thing. This is so much more realistic as far as what the zombies were. Well, they did. They looked dead. But Dawn of the Dead had more action. Like it did when they're running around, pop shot and pot shot, and the guys, the zombies in the head. I mean, that that kind of stuff is pretty. Well, not even to mention when uh, Tom Savini came with his uh, his biker crew, and they were they were basically just having a good time, right? You know, and. It's just different. It's, just it's, different. Just, it's a different movie, and just like we were saying earlier, these are not action packed. There's a, I'm sorry. There's a lot of scenes of gross gore stuff, but but it's you know it's it's just not quite as fast paced as a lot of other movies that we're used to watching. Right. Well, this so basically what happens is they you know Ann Bowles and uh, Peter West hook up and they're going to go out to this island. Well, they find this couple. That are going to happen to be on vacation. They're going to go out there, and they're you know they're going to be in the vicinity. Anyways, they talk him into letting them go with them. Anyway, so this leads up to one of the greatest scenes of any movie of all time. Absolutely. So, so okay, and this, and this comes to my big big problem with this show. So they're going out there. They're you know they're on their way to Matul, and uh, this uh, lady and I this guy I don't know what their relationship is specifically. But anyways, the, the lady decides to start stripping because she's going to go do some uh, underwater diving as opposed to what? <laughs> anyway, uh, I know what you were going to say. Thank you for thank you for helping us keep the level of the, the anyway. You're welcome. Anyway, so she she takes off her top, you know, and she strips down to this nice little bottom, you know, with just a string going up her butt, you know, and stuff like that. You know, and she's got this she's kind of pretty except she has a granny haircut. <laughs> that pissed me off. Because most of the memory count of this movie is from her. And uh, she had this freaking granny haircut. Anyways, all joking aside, she goes down there. She's, she's uh, swimming around. She actually sees a shark. So, you know, she gets scared. But uh, little does she know that that's not the worst thing down there. There's a zombie down there. And, this, and so she, like, grabs a weed, starts pushing it in his face it messes with the zombie enough so she gets away but then we are treated to the zombie versus shark underwater battle and that was what did you what did you think about that well, that's one thing i listed that i learned that's the first time i think and the only time oh yeah that we have a shark versus zombie underwater how creative is that that was awesome and, and he bit his arm off with in green shit went everywhere yep, yep. rotted rotted death i don't think the shark looked like he enjoyed it very much well i don't know well, you know, the shark's used to nice red meat. He just got all this gross shit. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? But that was a great scene. And the funny thing is, is when I was watching, I could not quit just grinning because it's like, there is no way that I'm sitting here watching a zombie fight a shark yeah, underwater exactly. with this. It was awesome. Anyway, so they so they fly, or I'm sorry, they, they keep going, they get to the island, they hook up with this doctor. And basically, I guess from then on out, they're just trying to, number one, avoid all the zombies that are already there. Number two, try to figure out what's what's going on. And, you know, I, I think at first they're, they're, the doctor's still trying to figure out how to use this zombie, what, curse or whatever. They talk about uh, these zombies being a voodoo type of zombie. But, uh, you know, they come back from the grave and they were girls. In essence, it just basically ends up them trying to escape from the island alive. And there was actually another awesome death scene in this and it was probably the other memory count scene well i'm not probably it was probably the the better scene of the memory count <laughs> but uh yeah a girl gets her face shoved into a like a like a glass sticking out or maybe it's, a, it's piece a piece of wood, of wood. Yeah, it's a piece a of wood, wood from a shutter 
And uh, that was one of the grossest things that I have ever seen. But it was, was awesome. Fantastic. No, I really liked it. The uh, you know, I thought the storyline here was good. It was a little bit. It was a little bit more fast paced. There, it wasn't static where, you know, you've got this house and people keep coming back to it, and that's where the crap's happening. Right. It was they were chasing something, and you had zombies all over the place that come across this graveyard of, of the conquistadores. Oh right, dude! Did you hear them say that? <laughs> it's pronounced conquistador. They're like, oh, it must be the conquistadores. What the Come on. <laughs> Anyways, so, but then they're the ones that are raising up. These 400-year-old bodies right. are the ones that are coming up. So, well, and and they're I infecting thought, everybody that's on the island now. Yeah. Now, the ending, again, it's it's tainted for me bec- only because, and this is where I give this a pass, I have seen this ending a million freaking times about the zombie apocalypse happening. Well... But this this is one of the originals that did it first, right, exactly. and that's why it gets a pass. You didn't give TCM a pass. What's TCM? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, I give it a pass. I just didn't give it a bone saw. No, you gave it. <laughs> I don't really like it. No, I did not. Oh, I did not. Clarify it then, because I thought I thought you basically said no. It was kind of boring. No, I gave it a red box. I, I said it wasn't edgy. Uh-huh. It wasn't like okay. it wasn't like edgy. Anyways, <laughs> but I you know this this movie gets a pass because I'm sure it was one of the first ones to do it. Right. You know we've seen it with Twenty Eight Days Later. We've seen it with um, uh, what's it called? Re- yeah, Resident Evil. We've seen it with a few different things where the, the apocalypse is, is upon us. You know, in, the, in in we just watched the end of this. In is, oh, I didn't mean to spoil it. Shit. Uh, oh no. Anyway, Sorry. well they uh, well spoiler alert because if it wasn't spoiled for you before, it's about to be spoiled. They get back, they escape, and only the the main couple is, uh, makes it back alive and un, uninjured. Well, not exactly uninjured, but uh, anyway, so they get back to New York. But they show this shot of uh, these these zombies walking on the uh, one of the one of the main bridges there. You know, you said you know, and it's supposed to be this barren wasteland thing. But you see cars going underneath it, and Sam was just like, "Well, dude, they're escaping." And some people are trying to escape, and some people are trying to get back into the city and save the people that are trying to escape. Well, that's a great thing. But I also read that budget constraints uh, led to the fact that they weren't able to shut that down. I don't believe, I'm not going to believe it. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm I not asking you to. That was part of the artistic interpretation. I'm not of, asking you, know, you to. Hey, look it up for yourself. I'm not going you know, to. People, I, I don't expect anybody to believe anything I say and take it at face value. You know what? The search for, for uh, real truth lies when you learn it for yourself. That was deep. I appreciate it. We just that. saved the whole <laughs> stupid, dirty shit that we talked about in the beginning yes. by that deep. Because we just rose above. I'm happy about that. Nice. So, yeah, fantastic deaths. Really good stuff. Um, awesome. I yeah. thought it was good. I give this a bone sauce. Oh, I give it. Ugh, I give it. I was going to give it a bye. Uh, oh, yeah. Just got yep. to do what you think. Yep. Got to do what you think. Memory count on this is 22. Almost, That's why you gave it right a bone back, back. Right. It's pretty close to each other. You got the topless. Uh, Grandma-haired lady. Grandma-haired lady down there just swimming around. And then you've got a shower scene, and uh, That's the, the mirror, mirrors are placed strategically. And really if you guys watch this, uh, I we're going to take a poll when when and you'll know what we're talking about. Tell me which mirror that you looked in. Was it the left, the middle, or the right? Or did you not look at a mirror at all? Yeah, I looked at the right one. Well, I know the zombies were trying not to get excited because they had their eyes shut the whole time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> zombies actually use uh, sonar. So they they don't they do not need eyes to see. 
<laughs> That's how they catch everybody. Jeez, going Mach minus five. Anyways. All right, so what did I learn? I learned where they get the prototype for every fat, bloated zombie monster for video games. Right there. That happened right at the beginning. Yep. Um, I also learned it's pronounced conquistadors. <laughs> and uh, I also learned that exposed nipples don't, uh, don't uh, just attract uh, men that are pigs. They attract sharks. <laughs> so that was interesting as well. Nice. Six Degrees. Richard Johnson, who played Dr. Menard, was in Tomb Raider with John Voight, who was in Mission Impossible 1 with Tom Cruise, who was in Mission Impossible 3 with Philip Seymour Hoffman, who was in Money for Nothing with Pete Ferry, who was in The Dead Next Door with Bruce Campbell. Nice. The Dead Next Door, Bruce Campbell was in that? I just looked, and I didn't see his name. Dude, I I used that for all three. (laughs) I I guess I've been paying close attention. Yeah, he's in there. It says, uh, Bruce Campbell's voice can be heard dubbed for the character Raimi and Commander Carpenter. Is that the there only thing he was in? Yep. Does that count? Absolutely. All right. Hey, listen, you're the boss. I mean, and I, I could go a different way, but I don't have to prove myself. I have not been stumped yet, and we did Nosferatu. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I. That's all. Dude, Nobody's going to bring me down, Mike. I dare someone to challenge me on that. Chal- I dare you. I no one will. I don't. I do will. not dare to do that. Anyways, and I've got to say too. I recognize that I was out of noob status today when I was listening to Corey's show, the Midnight Podcast. Yep. And they had uh, he has a clip, and that clip uh, is a scene from um, Zombie. Yep. Zombie Two. I'm yep. like, you know what? I recognize that. You know, and he, was that the one where he mentioned that uh, that one scene? Of a newer movie, like is a, a direct rip off of Zombie. Oh no, he was just it was oh, like okay. a lead into something oh, else. Okay. He just played it and then he went into okay, cool. playing something. I'm like, dude, I uh, that pop in the cherry show worked. Sweet, <laughs> sweet. Even though you crossed everybody, but not like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Anyways, you got anything else, or should we put in a death scene? Let's put in a death scene. Norm, what the fuck? Help me! 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 Help me!
there you go let's see we just also i want to thank everyone who's come who's come and signed up for the forums we're having a fun time up there i know i say that every week but every single week something else comes up that's really funny and that i enjoy talking about also make sure to go to cadaverlab.com there you can find links you can twitter sam and i we're twittering fools that just doesn't sound right but i know i know i talked about this last episode i don't the verbiage used in using that uh Social networking thing site. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, also want to thank everybody for voting for some podcast alley that means a lot to us. Um, and also for giving us good reviews on iTunes. You guys kick ass. We yeah. do appreciate it. And good show ideas. I mean, we're using the show oh, yeah, ideas people yeah. are coming in with. And, uh, and we definitely appreciate it. It's, this is a fun time. And uh, hopefully the shows are still, still good. Um, so, do we know what we're doing next week? No. Do you want to find out? Do you want to think about it for a minute and find yeah, out? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do All right, what we decided to do, we put our heads together, and we tried to come up with a show idea that maybe wasn't just, you know, because I don't know, I kind of felt like we've been been uh, a little lazy lately because, mm-hmm. you know, we did the What's on Sam's iPod and threw to get that one together. <laughs> and, you know, what, you know, that, you know it's, uh, that was a desperate time, and it called for a desperate measure because, right. you know, we were kind of our backs were against the wall. But... I th- what what we just proposed was we're going to do a show dedicated to horror hosts of the past, like Elvira and a couple of the other ones like that. We'll talk a little bit about you know who they were, uh, why we think they're cool, you know. And by the way, shoot us some email or some voicemails. You can shoot us emails too, but uh, we prefer voicemails because then we get to play it on the show and it takes all the pressure off of us. Yeah. Just teasing. But uh, about why horror hosts are so cool. Why you think horror hosts are so cool? But uh, we'll we'll talk about that next week, and then we'll also review a couple of, of uh, movies that uh, you know that uh, were part of that. Anyways, I that's like it. it. I that's like it. it. That, that's uh, that's all I got to say. I guess, uh, like I said, go visit cadaverlab.com. You can uh, email us at feedback at cadaverlab.com, or if you want to get to Sam directly, <laughs> email Sam at cadaverlab.com because feedback goes directly to me. You know what I should do is I'll forward I'll I'll make it so it forwards to both. Well, of you sent you forward me some stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, the voicemail line again is two zero six three three nine two seven three zero. Again, that is two zero six three three nine two seven three zero. And for the Cadaver Lab, we will see you later. <laughs>